This is the Private Practice Workshop Podcast, Episode 8. Well, actually, I should say this is the first episode of the official Private Practice Workshop Podcast. You might have heard in my last um, little episode where I made a special announcement that I made the decision to rebrand um, the podcast to to, um, move away from the marketing workshop and to instead be called the Private Practice Workshop Podcast. A couple reasons. Number one, I wanted things to stay on brand and establish brand consistency with this podcast, and so this was uh, a natural way to do it. And number two, even though this podcast will still primarily focus on marketing and private practice because I still think that is the number one thing therapists need help with. It'll it'll also open us up to talk about other business related things that I think will will bring a lot of value to all of our listeners. <clears throat> so this is an episode I'm really excited about. It was actually my first live episode that I did when I was in Glen Arbor, Michigan um, at Slowdown School with Joe Sanok from Practice of the Practice. So in this episode, I'm sitting down with Jamie J from Slapshot Studios. He is an internet guru. He's created uh, and launched a lot of different online businesses <clears throat> and had a lot of success with them, including uh, a virtual assistant company called Bottleneck.online. So Jamie J is on the show with us today talking all about primarily how to hire um, and work with a virtual assistant. This is so needed for a lot of us in private practice because the reality is most of us are doing too much. And there, uh, there's a lot of people out there who could help you and can do it for a, a rate that's affordable for you. So in addition to that, Jamie talks to us all about um, creating a really clear slogan, the difference between slogans and mission statements, and how to just really get clear on your um, the vision of your company. So we've got an amazing episode for you. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Jamie J is on the show with us today. Um, this is my second time doing an interview live and in person. Jamie and I are here in northern Michigan, um, kind of in the middle of nowhere, but also in kind of a really sweet spot. <laughs> and so we're here, uh, again, sharing a mic, kind of like a duet, but, um, but just talking, so yeah. not really a duet. No singing. <laughs> no, no singing, not, at least no planned singing. Uh, Jamie, welcome to the show. I don't even know how to introduce you because you do so many things. Tell, tell us who you are. Ah, thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, this is kind of cool. We're at, uh, is it Glen Lake? Glen Lake. Glen Lake. So I've never been here before. It's pretty cool. Hanging out with a bunch of therapists is, uh, is a nice change. Um, and not being therapied. Yeah, you've, you've survived. You've really hung in there with a bunch of therapists. It's it's a it's an interesting play, predicament to find yourself in. Yeah, I, I do have to admit before we go on and, and and tell you a little bit more about who I am, what I yeah. do is, we just got done with uh, kind of recouping the day, and uh, somehow some way I was put in the hot seat, and I thought that meant I was going to get whatever you call it, shrink wrapped or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was more so. People want to pick uh, Jamie's brain about all things marketing and digital media and all sorts of stuff. But um, yeah, no, you're 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 safe. It's not a therapizing moment. Oh well, th- well, thank you. <laughs> and to answer your question, um, 
My name is Jamie J. I have a branding and design company where we help um, entrepreneurs and uh, other people try to discover their message. And, and then we integrate that into a design through branding, um, visual identities, things like that, just to kind of help them understand who they are, who their target is, and on a deeper level, obviously, and uh, that will ultimately help with conversions down the road with whatever they want to want to do. You have a, a, a pretty memorable. Um, it's either an opt-in or kind of a survey on on Slapshot uh, web Slapshot's website, right? Tell us about about that. Yeah, well, we um, we recently um, practiced what we preach, so we updated um, through our. Um, we practiced what we preached, so we did our own brand profile. So we just recently went through a pretty heavy-duty brand upgrade. I feel, in my opinion, it was an upgrade. But we did have a really cool um, opt-in. We might bring that back because um, one of the biggest challenges we found is when we first started talking to people, it was hard to communicate with them without really knowing who they were and what they were doing and what they you know were kind of like, so we designed Slapshot Studio since I'm a big hockey fan. I like Slapshot, you know, and we designed a, kind of a personality profile. And by answering a couple questions, it would trigger what professional NHL player they were most like. And so we picked a bunch of uh, you know NHLers and and the female pros and. And it was really cool seeing, based on their answers, who they represented the most and who they were most like. But it, it did two things. It made it entertaining, and it also gave us the tools we needed, the, you know, the knowledge we needed in order to talk to somebody effectively on their level based on their interests. Yeah. Jamie, a, a big um, challenge, I think, for, for therapists in private practice is, is this idea of branding. And um, branding and marketing kind of going hand in hand. I think uh, we have to work hard to kind of demystify all of that and make it really accessible for therapists and small business owners. How, how do you do that? That's a really good question, actually. Um, and I'm really glad you brought that up because I want to get that out of the way first and foremost. One of the biggest challenges I think a lot of people, and this again, this is my opinion, <laughs> but I think a lot of people, by people meaning business people, or in this case, therapists that have their own practice, um, to understand what that is and get through that is very difficult because there's so much noise going on there. There's so many things happening. So many people are telling you, this is the way you have to do it. This is the way you have to do it. And how do you trust that person? How do you know that what they're telling you is the right thing? And unfortunately, there is no way of knowing 100%. Sometimes you kind of have to take a leap of faith and experience it. But at the same time, it's always good to uh, get some nice insight and feedback, read up a lot, talk to those that you trust, find out if anybody else has used anybody else is a good way of, of, of figuring that out. Um, and if, to go back to your question about branding and, and what that is, um, my, one of my first questions I like to ask, um, and we did that here this weekend, is who had a vision statement, who had a mission statement, and who had a brand mantra? And I was told people's slogans that they thought was brand mantras and so and no no nothing against sure. them but but it's really really important to understand those three things because everything else depends on what your vision your mission and your brand mantra is and just so that everybody knows what a brand mantra is that's yeah. kind of like your your 
the main your 30 second elevator pitch right so uh, what would so you that's more that's beyond just the slogan of like we help traumatized people exactly yeah and, and it's the other thing um i think a lot of people get confused with slogans um we have really low attention spans very low and so if you have a slogan that's 8 10 12 15 words long that's you're almost getting into mantra right so slogans in my opinion need to be 3 to 5 words so it's kind of a longer story shorter yeah. i guess yeah. or a shorter story longer you had asked you know what you know demystify brand well a brand is just that it's basically your vision your mission and your brand mantra and if you understand those two three things and get that out of the way Everything else that follows after that, no matter if you're doing Google AdWords or you're doing a website or you're doing whatever it is, it's always going to be having to do with that vision, mission, and brand mantra. That's that's awesome. I love how you just kind of break that down for us because uh, my question was going to be, how do you know when it's appropriate to kind of rely on uh, one of the three? What's which which medium is is appropriate? That's a great question. I think I understand that. I think. If you go, so you have your social media, so you have Facebook, and then it always tells you to write a description. That's your brand mantra. And your your brand mantra and your Facebook image should be, um, you know, the continuity between that and your website should be the same color, same imagery, kind of, you know, same kind of theme, but that description needs to be the same. And same thing when you do it on Twitter or you do it on Pinterest or you, whatever medium it is, LinkedIn, it doesn't matter. That always need, that's brand consistency is what that's called. And so you, it, you need to be really, for the lack of a better term, bullish when it comes to that. Um, and a lot of people, I don't want people to get hung up thinking, oh, it has to be perfect. Um, first things first, get out there and get going. You know, it doesn't matter. Just get out there and get started and kind of learn as you're going a little bit. Um, a lot of the people that we help have been doing it for a couple years. And so they have a good understanding of, what isn't working, they've been there and they've done that, they really want to dive deep and find out what is working. And as soon as I ask them, as soon as I ask them what their vision, mission, brand mantra is, they're like, uh, um, you know, so that's a, that's a big help to get them started. It's interesting because I think a common thread among uh, uh, those of us in private practice and just therapists and helpers in general is, okay, we, most of us got into this business to help people. Um, and, and so we might share that really broad mission, but it's not enough to just um, to just want to help people, is it? I don't think so. I think, and see, I, I like that question because it gets asked a lot, you know. Um, so many times people generalize things or they have so many different verticals within their, within their practice or whatever it may be. And that's fine to have that but you have to have a clear message to that target for each one of those verticals. Um, a, common, a common mistake that a lot of people make is they may do the Google AdWords and uh, they'll say, you know, I don't know, they would, you know, if you're experiencing trauma, go visit www.thisisyourtraumalife.com, right? See, to me, that's a big mistake. I don't think that should happen because what's happening, especially if it's something that's a little bit more, needs a little more attention right away, 
um, you want to send them to somewhere where they're not searching around for stuff. And the biggest mistake a lot of people make is they send people to the home page of the website. They should be sending them to a specific page that has to do with that specific call to action, that specific advertisement. Or if it's an article in, you know, the Harvard Business Journal about a certain type of trauma or whatever that is, I don't know why I keep saying trauma, but whatever that experience is that they need to get help with, um, I would actually say www.traumasite.com forward slash car wreck or whatever. So we get real specific so that then when they get there, they're not searching around for stuff. And here's what's really cool. What we'll find is, again, we have a small attention span. Plus, when people want to find stuff, they want to find what they need right away. So the important thing is that when you get there, that it's the same information that they're interested in, which helps the user experience. But not only that, you also give them an option. So, hey, to schedule a free consultation, click here. If you'd like to learn a bit more about us, click here. Then maybe they can go to the homepage and kind of go through because they've already been satisfied and they want to know what else you have to offer. That, that's so crucial. We... Um Essentially, you have to make it really clear for your uh, your website visitor what what behavior you want to encourage on this web page, right? Whether it's to convert to a phone call or scheduling an appointment, or like Jamie said, just reading more. So many times we just we just overwhelm web pages with copy upon copy upon copy or psychobabble or whatever it is. Um, and I think what all that does is really can confuse people. So we want to make it super clear what what the consumer should do next. Well, you know, and there is something to be said for one thing about therapists is you write a lot, take a lot of notes. There's a lot of questions that people ask you. This is great data and you don't have to give away the names, but the general context or the content that's happening, I think the more and more you're in business, you start seeing maybe similar answers or the same feedback and that's really powerful. So you start offering the same solutions. So to your point, when instead of all that psychobabble that you talk about, that psychobabble is actually good, but instead of putting that on the the site, distill it down to maybe a title, subtitle with a quick two or three sentence overview and perhaps give that away as a free ebook or as, you know, this free article to help you out and capture the name and email address so that you have an opportunity to follow up with them. Yeah, give give people options to to read further, to dive deeper into the, to the content that you're um, trying to kind of capture on that web page. But um, yeah, the key is to give people options. Yeah. Well, I we um, we had chatted at some point earlier this week about um, what a virtual assistant can do for uh, for someone's um, marketing strategy, and I think something that therapists struggle with so much is I know I need to do X, Y, and Z. Um, I just don't know. I don't know how, or I don't have time, right? And so we make this decision as to: Do I learn that task, whether it's Google AdWords or even just writing more content um, for for your website or your blog or whatever it is, or do I have someone do it? Or what's what's the right price? Or how do I even find someone um, to do these tasks that really don't they don't give me energy? They're not what I went to graduate school to do. So, um, how can a virtual assistant help us with all this stuff? This is an awesome question because the, the um, I know from personal experience, it's hard to delegate some of the things that I think um, only I can do. Um, but at the same time, I don't have time to train someone else to do all this stuff because 
business is crazy. I'm going everywhere. So hence, I need uh, someone to help me out. But I just, I just need somebody that just can read my mind and can do it and just be done with it. Um, so I have a feeling a lot of people experience that. And I, I've, I've been witness to this since 2007. I've seen it over and over and over and over again. So I understand how we all feel. <laughs> um, that being said, um, there's an exercise that you can do that will make everything very, very easy. And that is, um, I do have, it's a free delegation tool, but you can even do this on your own with a piece of paper. And basically what it is, is write down every single one of the tasks that you do every day. Now, plan for this. This is going to take a couple hours because it's going to take a lot of thought process and it may take one or two sessions for you to do this. But Write down every single task that you do. And thanks to my good friend, Scott Beebe, uh, for her, my business on purpose that's, that helped teach me this concept. And he teaches our clients through for, you know, how to train their, how to get ready to train their VAs. And anyways, what's really cool about that is um, you list down every task and then you put a number one, two or three beside each one of those tasks. Number one's how much can you not um, delegate this task. How much can you, uh, maybe I can delegate this or yes, I could totally get rid of this. And then, um, right next to that is, does this give me energy? Yes. Um, is this so-so energy or does this just zap all the energy out of me? What you'll find by doing that, once you assign these numerical values and maybe an up arrow, down arrow or center arrow, once you find that by assigning, you know, uh, a priority to each one of these tasks, after these two hours, all of a sudden you'll have a list and you'll take all of the ones and, and the ups that give you energy, put that in a box and all the twos and the middles, put that in a box and all the threes and doesn't give you energy, put that in the box. And that, that third box, that's your, believe it or not, you just wrote your job description. And though that's how it makes it really easy to delegate those tasks to somebody. And this does two things. Number one, it's an incredible exercise for you to go through as a business owner but number two, you created your job description right there seamlessly, so you're ready to move forward. Regardless of whether you move directly into, okay, it's time to hire a VA for this or that, um, you're at least gaining awareness as to where your time is going and whether it's being spent well, which is such a valuable exercise for any of us. Um, and Jamie, I know you you run a company that helps people find VAs, which again, I think helps solve a particular dilemma for, for people in private practice, which is, okay, I'm, maybe I know I need a VA, but how do I find one? So how do, how do you help people with this? Well, the, we take a questionnaire, and that kind of gives us an idea, kind of a bird's eye view of what your company, what you're experiencing, kind of what you're lacking. And what we found is a lot of people don't know what they don't know, if you've ever heard that saying. It's pretty popular. But a lot of times people think, well, I need help with someone answering phones, or I need help with this or that. And after we kind of analyze it and figure out what's going on, um, and have you know a conversation, we sometimes learn that, well, um, here's some other areas that, I mean, we, we want to learn and try and help them out and figure out what's taking the most time. And amazingly enough, if, if, if they do the delegation tool effectively, if you really take that challenge on seriously, which you should because it's your business, it's your baby, if you really do that well, that in line with the questionnaire, we can really hone in on the tasks that are really going to help you out the most that you may not even realize, you know, oh, I've got the social media. This is easy. I just do this and this and this. Well, 
there might be more things you can do to focus on growing your business by going to events or, or, or you know, building up your referral base and things you can f- really focus on instead of this other menial task that you need and is very important. But it's, it's a big, it's, there's a lot of things to take into consideration there. So, yeah, so we offer that. People, um, a lot of people will talk about this difference between uh, working on your business versus working in your business. Um, h- how does working with a VA allow you to, to kind of zoom out? That's a great question. We actually, it was very chaotic for us uh, before I had my executive assistant. And we have, we will have 10 VAs now because um, our business is really growing. Um, but here's the thing. Before that, I didn't have any step-by-step workflows. And I kind of did a lot of things. According to me, I got it. But if I was going to be sick one day or I needed somebody else to step in, they wouldn't know what the heck to do. Yeah. And not only that, if I ever want to sell the business someday, it's nice to have those systems in place. Yeah. But here's the thing. Once you get all those systems in place, the workflow, the strategy, um, I can bring in an assistant and immediately they know what to do. Um, If I sell the company, whoever takes over, they have all the systems in place. All in all, the most important thing is its structure and its organization. And I'm able, because I know I have the confidence now that the assistants can handle everything, I know I can concentrate on business development, uh, growth. Uh, I could just take some time sometimes just to think, just thinking, (laughs) nothing else. Profound. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think a lot of, um, the, the, um, the kind of hesitation for therapists and hiring a VA is, is the onboarding process, right? Which is what you're talking about. And how long is it going to take me to teach this person to do what I do? And also I'm wondering what would you say in terms of how do you know if your VA is working or how long do you give them until you kind of really evaluate, okay, are they, um, are they helping me or are they taking more time than, than they're kind of worth um, and requiring a, a whole lot of effort from me? How do you kind of evaluate that? And, and what do you do when you figure out, uh, if you figure out that, hey, this VA is actually not working for me? Um, yeah, that's a, something that's a, a bit of a challenge that we've helped provide a little clarity to as well. So we always offer a 90 day probation. 90 days is plenty of time. Usually you can figure it out in, you know, 30 days, whether or not this is going to do, going to help out. But before we even uh, bring a candidate in to be interviewed and each one of our VAs that is placed is interviewed um, and vetted even prior to getting interviewed by our client or therapist or whomever it is. And so this does a lot because we also do a disc uh, profile on them. And it's very helpful if we can say more about what that is exactly. Oh yeah. So a disc assessment is, it's like a personality test. And what's really cool is there's D I S C and Oh Lord, you're going to put me on the spot. Cause I don't know what the D I S C means, but d- like the D's are your very, um, business owners, yeah, right? We're yeah. pretty, we pretty much know which direction we're going. We want to be there. Like, this is how right. you do it. This is it. Right. This is my way. That's why I can't find somebody else to do it. Cause they don't, they can never do it as yeah. good as me. That's all fine and dandy. <laughs> and, and, and we're there for a reason, right? Um, but then you have I's, S's and C's. Um, I's are going to be more along the lines of, well, they, they need to be told what to do. They'll do it, but they won't maybe figure things out as easily as maybe an S who will kind of has a little bit more 
oomph to them. They're gonna they're gonna figure stuff out. They'll learn the ropes first, maybe a little bit, and then they'll they'll kind of go. You know, you don't have to be watching over them a little bit. And then you know maybe the C. They're they're very very regimented. You know, very detailed oriented. They will go to the moon and back on details and detail the heck out of you. So depending on what it is, are you looking for an accounting? Well, you probably want something a C that's very very detailed. Um, are you looking for somebody to be your um, administrative assistant? Well, you're probably looking for somebody that's uh, that's an S. That when the, a call comes in, they kind of understand the brand mantra, the vision and the mission, not kind of, they do. Um, and, and so maybe they can, they can maybe, um, not necessarily upsell, but, you know, help, you know, someone, or maybe, maybe that particular therapist is booked out for three weeks and you say, okay, no, you can't see him. Sorry. Well, this person with an S type is going to be able to understand that. Well, they're not available today. Is there anything I can do to help you out? Or, you know, can I schedule something for you here? Right. They'll kind of work that in. And that's more of what the business owner, the therapist is thinking, or you can go to an I, and that's more like you have to tell them every single thing to do, write list, and then they'll check off these lists right. adamantly, but that's all they'll do. Right. Yeah. So I think a lot of therapists, when they hear VA, they think of, oh, someone to answer the phone and, and do my scheduling for me. Um, this podcast is all about marketing, right? Growing an audience, getting the word out, uh, answering the, the, the number one question of therapists, which is, how am I going to get more clients? Um, what can a VA do for you and with, with regard to marketing? That's probably the biggest placement that we do right now. I mean, we do administrative assistance, uh, of course, but a lot of what their job description is, is helping with this marketing outreach. So you can get WordPress developers, you can get social media managers, you can get just about anything. Um, Facebook advertising, uh, like you said, Google AdWords. And a lot of the VAs, you, you want to make sure that they're vetted correctly. They have the college degrees. Um, we do our VAs. We just started in the U.S., so we don't have as big as um, uh, inventory. And I hate to reduce VAs to inventory, but that's what we call it sure. internally. But then most of the placement that we do is in the Philippines. So a lot of people have a concern. Oh, my gosh, they're in the Philippines. Are they going to understand? Are they going to be able to speak? And so, so that you know, people in the Philippines start learning English when they're in third grade, and they take all the colleges are, are in English. Yeah. So we get college graduates. Um, writing. Uh, we have an unbelievable writer at our company, and, and she we hired her from the Philippines. She writes all of our content. She actually taught college uh, English to college students in the Philippines. So the level that they have um, is, is just, it's simply amazing. Um, so you can get writing, you, you name it. As it, it just depends on what it is that you're looking for. And we can also help you with that and identify what's going to be important for you, what may help you out. Um, maybe this will hold you back, or maybe you're not quite ready for that yet. Because um, the biggest thing that we want to do is make sure that if a VA is sourced and placed for you, that it's going to be in your best interest and do what you want it to do. You don't want to hire somebody just to hire them. Yeah, it. I, I love what you all do because you take pretty much all the legwork that it requires to find a VA and you do it for your clients. You make it super simple and you're really precise with, um, with, with that placement process. Um, so you really take the guessing out of it, which is 
so so critical and I think is really a barrier for a lot of therapists in terms of hiring a VA. Uh, therapists have been, uh, many of them have been thinking about it for quite a while, but just, just haven't done it yet because they don't know where to start. Um, well, just, just to kind of uh, zoom out a bit, what else did you kind of want to share with us today? I told you a bit about the podcast and kind of what we've covered so far. You have an incredible uh, wealth of knowledge in so many, so many areas, but w- what else do you want to talk to us about today? Well, I, 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 I would be remiss if I went forward without answering your complete question last time, and, and you had asked um, how long it takes to get someone trained up. So what's really important there um, is that you're going to have to have some time in advance. So the first seven to 10 days, that's about how long it takes to source a good can, source three candidates. And so what I recommend is, is doing that task sheet and getting that ready to go. And when they come on board, plan on being with them for about an hour a day for two weeks straight. And then I would highly recommend never going by a week without at least having one meeting with them for an hour uh, to, you know, pre-plan and then follow up and all that kind of accountability, stuff like that. To give you an example, uh, I had a, uh, uh, um, there may be a tasks um, that takes five minutes. I will spend 30 minutes training that person on that five minute task. And people think I'm crazy for that. But I spend five minutes on that task every single day. If I spend 30 minutes and never have to worry about that task again, that's five minutes times 52 weeks a year. You know, it's, it's insane. Yeah. So that's why it's so critical to do that training up front. So at that cumulative gain of, of the time that this will save me because I'm investing in this person. It, 100%. And so the number one reason, the, by far the number one reason why VAs don't work out is because it's it's you and me. It's our fault. Yeah, we didn't yeah. train them properly. Ninety five percent of the time, that's the reason. Sure. So if you take that time and as painful as it is, suck it up, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. really, really, and take that seven to ten days, not only to figure out their job description, but what can you do to train them up? Right. Get it all lined up so when they come on board, you got it. It's kind of like uh, certain teachers, and I think really good teachers will kind of take responsibility when when students fail, that it, it at least in part has something to do with um, those students not being adequately prepared for what was asked of them. And so, um, so yeah, to, to not be afraid to put in that time in the beginning, trusting that, um, that you're going to see a return on that uh, over time. Exactly. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, 100%. I think, uh, I think if you're you're serious about your business. And if you weren't serious, you probably wouldn't be listening right now. Um, but if you're serious in your, serious in your business or with your business or for your business, you, you really need to invest every opportunity you can in the beginning to make the foundation stronger. You know, as you build up, you got to have a wider base. And this is just one of those things. This is, this is fantastic. Uh, Jamie, what, what else is on your mind for today? Well, I wondered, um, I, I'd like to, I know that I'm, I'm kind of in the business industry, not in the therapy industry, but I think being a business owner, this might um, go across the board. I want to recommend a book if possible. Yeah, and um, I had the uh, real fortunate opportunity of meeting Christopher Lockheed. Um, and my girlfriend says I got a man crush. I don't know why I said, <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> but the guy is impressive. He yeah. completely rocked my world. He wrote a book along with a couple other uh, co-authors called Play Bigger. Um, 
anybody that owns a business, I think really needs to uh, read this book because it's going to give you so much insight. Um, and, and there's so many lists in there, not so many, but really, really, really well-written lists that they talk about to help build your business and establish category design. So one of the things, and I don't want to take too long on this, but I really think this is important for anybody listening. Um, for a stool to stand up, you need three legs. Um, right now, most businesses have two, and that is your company. They think if you have a good company and a good product or service, you're going to have a successful business. And I challenge that big time because I think that's why so many businesses fail today because they only have those two legs. They don't have that third leg with uh, category design. And people ask, well, what the heck is category design? Well, read the book, play bigger. Um, But category design is in essence... Um, taking something that is normal and turning it into something that is a superpower um, or first to market. Um, so it, 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 coming up with a new name, um, and, and we, we're, you know, instead of us doing chatbots, we do RET or Relationship Experience Technology. And putting that different perspective on that name and coining that phrase and owning that yourself is going to separate you. There's a certain feel of uh, just having to kind of be bold for that third leg, right? Which is so critical for therapists because it's quite easy to blend in and just be, again, one of many therapists in the world who have are setting out to, I don't know, I just want to help people, right? We're just these kind of feel-good uh, people who can help you and sit and talk and listen to your feelings. We all work with anxiety. We all work with depression. Um, but that is simply not enough to differentiate um, yourself or your business? No, not at all. Um, I got three questions here. Awesome. Um, so this, this, can, this can probably help you out, and this will help you understand um, how, discover, how to discover a category. And these three questions are what Dave Peterson wrote from Bullpen Capital when they um, interview different opportunities um, that they are either going to invest in or not invest in. So the number one thing is, and this is, goes for everybody. As soon as you name these three or have an answer for these three questions, you're in a really good spot. So explain like a kid what problem you are fixing. That's the number one question. The second question is, if your company solves this problem, what category are you in? So think about that. What is a category? Well, a category could be Amazon. A category could be, you're thinking category kings now, right? Mm -hmm. Amazon or um, Whole Foods. Right. So if you win 85% of that category, what's the size of your category potential? So those are good three questions that you can answer or ask yourself and do the research on that. Find out how big your market is. Um, Find out, you know, how many competitors are out there. You know, what place, how much room do you have to grow or how much of that market share can you capture? Take some time with those because if, I'll say 99.9% of the time, if I ask you those three questions, you may have one, but you will not have three. Most of the time. Right. 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 So many therapists uh, start off in private practice without a plan. And I think so some people might be hearing this right now and going, wow, I wish I had asked myself this at the beginning. Um, But I'm just going to guess that you would say it's not too late to start asking yourself these questions. Yeah. And 
I was, I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking about that as I, as I stumbled through those three questions. <laughs> um, but the, one of the really cool things that I think people can do and realize, um, if I may be so bold, is yes, you've got to have a plan. You really have to have a plan. Take those three questions to heart and learn about that. Really study and dive into that. But don't do a business plan. So I'm a huge advocate. I'm a, I cannot stand business plans. Instead, focus on your brand profile. That's your vision. That's your mission. That's your brand mantra. That's your target demographics. That's your psychographics. So focus on that stuff. And if you're not, are you familiar with psychographics? No, no, I'm not. I'd love to hear what that's all about. So, and I hate to keep going on here, but I think this is really important. So as you're thinking of your target and finding out what that is and, and picture who that is, your avatar, right? Put, put a face there. If it's, if it's a 35 year old uh, oh, yeah. female, right? Yeah. So, so this is your demographic sure. and your avatar. Yeah. Okay. We talk a lot about this as your ideal client, or um, we use the word avatar as well. But certainly, going going beyond just saying, "Oh, my ideal client is someone with trauma," and really giving them uh, a full kind of uh, sketch of who they are. Right. The psychographics is where you really dive into this. So this is what takes your avatar to that next level. So. Uh, you might ask your avatar, you know, do they read books? To me, that's not good enough. You have to find out what books do they read. Yeah. Because here's the thing, if you can find what books, like I read Play Bigger, and if you're trying to sell the latest tech gadget and you find out that I read CB Insights and I read Play Bigger, well, man, you've hit your, you've not only nailed your target, you've taken it to the next level. It's not enough anymore for just demographics or to define your avatar. And if you think of your avatar as this person, Joe Schmo or Sally Sue, uh, with two, with, you know, one, the uh, older brother, younger daughter, um, they have an uh, Irish setter named Max. They, you know, they have a, a Dodge Caravan for the weekends and they, you know, they, they have, you know, the little sports car for the dad who's hit his midlife crisis or, you know, whatever. Yeah. If that, the more detailed you get in that, the more easy it'll be to define your niche moving forward and the easier it'll be to answer those three questions I've just asked. That's fantastic. Um, Jamie, you've given our listeners an incredible amount of value today and all sorts of things to think about. I hope you took notes because I know that I did. <laughs> I, I say this a lot on the show, but um, w- when we have guests like Jamie on, it's so important to just take a couple things from what people share and go, all right, I'm going to work on these this week, right? Or I'm going to work on or look into getting a VA or looking at the ways it can help me or do that kind of time study um, with those questions that Jamie asked. So, so important to just take something from this and to not get overwhelmed, but just to take action. Um, Speaking of action, Jamie, how can people get in touch with you and what do you have kind of going on in your businesses right now? Oh, thanks for asking. Yeah, this has been fun. Um, People can get in touch with me. You can pretty much Google Jamie J, and I'll pop up. There used to be a singer above me, Jamie J, and we finally knocked her down. (laughs) So that's good. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But uh, we have a company called Slapshot Studio. As I said, I'm a big hockey fan. Um, Our podcast can be found on there, Stop Right in the Pine. And then um, we have Bottleneck.online, which is our VA service. And then, of course, Podcast Pilot, which is uh, coaching, editing, and writing uh, for podcasts. Um, But basically, uh, can I do... Please. Oh, I wanted to the the action thing. Yeah, I wonder yeah, if I can. Whatever you got. Well, yeah, I don't. This isn't a promotion, but this is uh, like from the bottom of my heart. If I, if I could have done things differently um, when I first started, um, 
what I what I really think you should do is um, maybe consider this is another book. Um, it's called Deep Work by Cal Newport or the Twelve Month Year by Brian Moran, and I forgot the co-author. Yeah. Um, but what's really what both what, what I got out of both of those books is taking um, and I do this three hours at a time at least once a week. Um, but take three hours for yourself with no distractions um, and just think. Maybe a notepad and a pen paper, whatever, um, and just think. And I think if you can schedule out that time, the second, the second you have to finish listening first, <laughs> but the second you're done listening to this, go to your calendar and schedule a block of three hours and make that like it's a consultation or something like that. And in that block, write out what you're going to be, what your end goal should be out of that. And uh, I think you'll be amazed at the transition. You'll see um, what happens. Fantastic stuff. Um, Jamie J, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, I've enjoyed spending this week with you so far. And uh, yeah, just so appreciate you being here and uh, sharing all that you know. Well, thank you. You're the man. (laughs) (laughs) I learned so much from Jamie J during my week with him at Slowdown School. And um, I'm just really struck by the the power of connection and the power of um, branching out and meeting people beyond our industry and how much they can offer, especially as things evolve and they become more digital than ever. Um, it's really important to note people like Jamie J who've been working um, on internet-based companies for a really long time. So um, I'm, I'm really happy and, and grateful to have him in my circle now. Um, so much to take from this episode. Again, I just encourage you to think about what are the tasks in your practice that you absolutely have to be doing that no one else can do um, versus the tasks that um, someone else could do and could even do them better and in less time and for less money than, um, than you doing them yourself. So um, if you haven't done so already, head to privatepracticeworkshop.com. You can enroll in the Business Basics Workshop course absolutely free. Uh, There's a lot of other free stuff on the site that you can check out as well. And also just drop me a line. Uh, I'd love to hear how you're doing, what you're getting from the show, and what you're struggling with in your practice. You can email me, john at privatepracticeworkshop.com. Also, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes so that more people can discover um, everything that we're about. All right, that's it for this week. I'll see you next time.